Welcome to the Wealthy Woman Podcast. You're here because you're a high-achieving woman that wants it all. The success, wealth, time freedom, and genuine joy in your life. Hi, I'm Lauren, and I'm here to tell you, you can. You can have it all. But what is true wealth? It's not just money and achievements because success without happiness and fulfillment isn't success at all. Here, we're going to have conversations about creating a beautiful life alongside the success that you're striving for. If you want to create long-lasting success that's fully in alignment with the life you desire to live by working less, making more, and stepping into the version of yourself you've always wanted to be, then you're in the right place. Let's roll into today's episode. Have I got a fun one for you today and something we have not done yet. Today we're going to be diving into strategy and I want to give you some strategic actions that you can take when it comes to money because you have to take action, right? We can't just do mindset and identity work and expect everything to change. As we discussed in the hierarchy of change, the bottom two levels are action-based and they are necessary in creating the lives that we ultimately desire. We have to be willing to take action. So strategy is action. And today we're going to dive into some money strategy. And this episode topic actually came to me while I was on a walk with my dogs. I tend to get some really great ideas flowing when I'm outside, just walking, not listening to anything, just enjoying nature. These ideas start to come through. And I was walking my dogs All of a sudden, this idea came through and I thought I have to do a podcast episode on this because strategy is important. Now, a note about strategy. There is never just one strategy. (laughs) Strategy is very subjective in my opinion. There are a million ways to achieve the same goal and I think that is a beautiful thing. We're not all meant to achieve something the same way and so my advice is if you happen upon someone who says you should do this or you shouldn't do this or you have to do it this way or don't do it that way, I would run far away because there are so many different ways and different ways to accomplish a goal are going to work for different people depending on a whole slew of things. So if you happen on something and it really resonates with you and it makes sense to you and it feels good to you and it excites you, then that strategy is something you should try. But if you listen to a strategy and you're like, you, that's does not make sense to me, that does not align with my values and beliefs, that does not align with how I desire to do things, that does not align with how I desire to feel, then I would continue looking for another strategy because there are so many different strategies. So I'm never going to say you have to do this or You can't do that or you should do this or you shouldn't do that, especially when it comes to money because, again, there are so many ways to accomplish the same 
goal. And I've seen my clients do things that many would deem not smart, out of the ordinary, and they've worked out in their favor because they were in alignment, because they had the underlying identity values, beliefs, and capabilities to make those actions pan out for them. So I also will say I am not a financial planner. I am not a certified financial anything. (laughs) This is purely my opinion and my experience. These are things that my husband and I have done that I feel have served us very, very, very well. So you can take this or you can leave it, but this is what has worked for us and this is what I believe has set us up in such a powerful financial place. I will say I feel like the three things that I'm going to talk about today are three key things that have gotten us to where we are financially. If you are unfamiliar with me and my story, you're brand new here, I just want to share with you where we are financially because I fully believe that you should not take financial advice from someone who you who doesn't have a financial situation that you desire, right? Like anyone can give advice. However, if someone is unwilling to share where they are financially or they're shady about sharing where they are financially or they are not where you desire to be financially, in my opinion, I would not take advice from that person. So I always take advice, financial advice from women who have the kind of financial situation that I desire to have. I want to know, like, how did you do it? How did you get there? So our financial situation looks like this. Me personally, I have created a six-figure income the last two years in my own businesses. I have been in entrepreneurship, entrepreneurship since August of 2014. So we're coming up on, gosh, we're at eight and a half years in entrepreneurship. Six-figure business the last two years in a row. Together financially, my husband and I have a high multi-seven-figure net worth. We have over seven figures in our bank account right now. We have no debt whatsoever. We've paid off all of our debt at this point in time. So we are business owners. That is our financial situation. So you can take this advice and do with it what you will, but that is where we are financially. Final disclaimer. (laughs) I feel like this episode comes with so many disclaimers, but I said this at the beginning. This is what we have done and this is what has worked for us. I know other women who have done very different things that have worked wonderfully for them. So by no means is this the only way. This is just what has worked really, really well for us. So the first thing that we have focused on doing financially or we have done in the past that has helped to get us where we are today is that we strategically leveraged debt. What do I mean by that? I mean that we prioritized 
making upgrades to our previous home. We prioritized investing in some land and we went into debt to do those things. So we have a home equity line of credit and our previous home, we used that to build a new deck, to replace the roof, to do some remodeling inside, right? All things that increased the value of that home. We also used that home equity line of credit to buy some land on Lake Superior incredibly cheap at an auction. But we didn't have the money straight up to do that. We knew it would be a great investment, so we used our home equity line of credit to do that. We have gone into debt to get me vehicles, and I'm going to talk about this a little more in the second two points, but we have gone into debt to um, purchase vehicles. And the thing is, we've always prioritized paying that debt off as quickly as we could. So when we used that home equity line of credit to build a new deck and to put on a new roof and to do some home improvements, we then prioritized paying that off before we did anything else. Any overflow that came in would mostly go to paying down that debt until it was fully paid off. We also did that with the land that we purchased. We focused on paying that off before we went into any more debt on anything else. So we we would use the debt, but we would focus on paying that off or making it a priority to pay that debt off so we didn't get into massive amounts of debt that we couldn't keep up with. Same goes with my car. I have purchased two cars in my lifetime which is not that many actually I had I was very privileged and blessed and lucky to be given a car by my parents that I drove for 12 years you guys my first car that I got when I was 16 it was a slightly used Toyota RAV4 and I got it for my birthday And I drove that baby for 12 years because I did not want a car payment. So I drove that for 12 years. Then I ended up working for my dad and I had a company vehicle and I worked for him. So I actually didn't purchase my own vehicle until I was, oh my goodness, 30 years old. 31. I think I was 31 when I finally purchased my own vehicle. And I remember, should I tell this story now or should I wait? I'm going to wait because this has a lot to do with point number three that I'm going to talk about. But anyway, when I've purchased vehicles, I have made it a priority to pay those vehicles off. I don't like car payments. I just don't. (laughs) I don't like them. So I will purchase a vehicle and I will have a car payment and I will prioritize paying that car payment off as quickly as I can. So we have strategically leveraged debt to make improvements, to invest in things, and then we have prioritized paying that debt off as quickly as we can. That is the first thing that we have done. The second thing that we have done 
is we have focused on investing first. Now, what do I mean by this? I mean that we have maximized or maxed out our retirement accounts every single year since the year we were married. And uh, for, for a lot of years, that meant that there was not a lot, a lot left over, right? So we made a choice to not do certain things and instead use that money to invest in our retirement accounts. So we would max out our every year. We've maxed out my husband's retirement. We've maxed out my retirement, which is a SEP IRA. We have 529C accounts for our kids. We've maxed those out every year. We have also invested money in mutual funds. We've invested money in various stocks, so we're very diversified. But we focus on investing first. So those are the two things that over that our money went to was paying off our debt and investing, right? It wasn't on the like sexy things for a very long time. The boat that we currently have was my parents' boat that we bought from them. That was uh, made in 2004. So it's almost a 20-year-old boat, right? So we, we bought used a lot of the time. Used boat lifts, used boats, used cars. I've never owned a new car. That might surprise you guys. I've never owned a new car. Every single car that I have owned, the only time I owned a new car was when I had a company vehicle, which I technically didn't own. My dad's business owned that vehicle. Other than that, I have never owned a new car. The two cars that I have bought myself were both previously owned. And for a long time when we traveled, it was always... How can we find the cheapest flights? Uh, we would do like overnight flights because they were the cheapest. We would we would do all the things, right? Like we didn't I didn't buy the Louis Vuittons. I didn't buy the Yves Saint Laurent's. I didn't buy the brands that I buy now. Like I didn't we didn't do any of that because we prioritized investing and paying off debt for a very long time. And that was a choice that we made. We've foregoed, is that a word? I know forego is a word. Forwent is not a word, I don't think. But we didn't do a lot of things because we were focusing on doing these other things. We didn't live like the high lifestyle or whatever because we were focused on building this kind of wealth like these were the things that we were prioritizing that we knew would work in our favor over the long run but again these are not the sexy things to do which brings me to my third thing my third key thing that we have done and I'll bring it back to the car situation is we have never tried to keep up with the Joneses We have always lived within our means. And that brings it back to the car situation. So why have I always bought used cars? Because I knew what our monthly income was. I knew how much money was coming in. 
and I knew how much money our mortgage was and I knew how much we wanted to put towards these other things. So I knew how much I wanted to spend on a car payment. And in order to get the kind of car that I wanted, my, the first car I bought was a Mercedes and this car I currently drive is a Cadillac Escalade. In order to get the kind of car I wanted with the kind of car payment I wanted to pay, it had to be a used car to fit into our finances with making these other things a priority, with making paying off our debt a priority, with making investing a priority. So yes, we ha- I've always had a used car. We've had used boats. We've had both the boats we currently own were used when we bought them. Our boat lifts were all used when we bought them. We like, I can't reiterate this enough. It's not about keeping up with the Joneses. It's not about keeping up with what other people are doing and what other people have. That is the surest, quickest way to get yourself, in my opinion, into a disastrous financial situation is to put yourself in a situation where you're spending beyond your means, where you're not leveraging debt in a smart way, where you're not able to pay off that debt, right? And so these are the things that we have done. These are like, this is like the foundation I feel when I reflect back. This is the foundation that has created a lot of where we're at today and obviously we've earned more and more and more and more so it's not just this we're not making money off of our investments that we're living on right now so that actually brings me back this episode is a little all over the place but we'll wrap it up at the end that brings me back to point number two which is focused on investing first a note about investing all the investments that we have made have been long-term investments where we put it in and we forget about it. Essentially, that's what I think of when I invest money into the stock market, whether it be into a retirement account, mutual funds, my kids' 529C accounts, stocks. Um, It's I put it in and I forget about it. I'm not trying to play the market. I'm not trying to time the market. It's meant to be in there long term. And when you're investing in something like a stock in particular, mutual funds are different because they're very, very, very diversified, but you can even apply this to mutual funds. I would not invest more than you're willing to lose because the stock market can be risky and there's a potential for you to lose whatever you invest. So we have never invested more than we've been willing to lose, especially when it comes to stock. And we've always invested for the long term, which means we put it in and I basically forget about that money. Like that money does not exist in my head. It's not there to be pulled out. That's just the way I think about it. Again, I know other women who have utilized those kinds of things to do magnificent things. I know women personally who have cashed in their 401k to start businesses that are now very successful. I know women who have cashed in their 401k to get out of debt and it worked wonderfully for them, 
right? So this is where I go back to strategy is subjective. There's not just one way. And what's some people say is the right thing to do or the wrong thing to do someone else would say completely something completely different right there's opposing opinions depending on who you talk to so take this with a grain of salt but the three key things that I feel like have set us up soundly financially my husband and I are number one we have strategically leveraged debt to make improvements on our home and to invest in certain things. And then we have prioritized paying off that debt. We currently have no debt whatsoever. Everything is paid off, including our home. But that doesn't mean we won't go into debt strategically in the future to invest in things. I could, I can see us doing that in the very near future as we start to invest in potentially real estate and other things. Number one, we've strategically leveraged debt and then we've prioritized paying that debt off. Number two, we've focused on investing first and we've foregone, that's the word, foregone, not foregoed, foregone. We've foregone other things, which isn't the sexy thing to do, right? But in our opinion, that was what we wanted to do to set us up financially for the future so maxing out retirement accounts maxing out our kids college accounts putting money in mutual funds putting money in stocks those kinds of things and number three we have never tried to keep up with the joneses i have always bought used cars this year i may buy my very first brand new car at the age of 37 (laughs) And I'm going to be really freaking excited about it. But I've all, we've always bought used cars. Our current boats that we own are both used. Our, a lot of the things we have bought have been used. And we've always lived within our means. Because it's not about keeping up with what anyone else is doing. You have to live within your financial means. I fully believe that. You have to live within your financial means. So, the things that we have now, we are we are living very below our financial means right now. There are a lot of things we could do. There are a lot of things we could buy that I don't buy. And there are reasons for that. There are beliefs that I have to work through around that. But we've always lived below our means financially because that's honestly what I was taught. And I know some of you were taught different. A lot of our money beliefs and money habits and money routines are learned. The majority of them are learned. They're learned from our parents. They're passed down from generation to generation to generation. So most likely the way you are with money is the way your parents were with money. Most likely what you believe about money is what your parents believed about money and what their parents believed about money. So... That's not what you may have learned, but that's what I learned. My parents always taught me, you do not live beyond your means. You have a credit card. Whatever you put on that credit card, you pay that off every single month. And that's just what I've done. But it's worked out really, really well for me. So I can't sit here and complain, right? So those are three key things that my husband and I have done that I feel like have set us up to have a very solid financial foundation. 
And as we continue to do more and more with our money, I want to share that with you because I feel like not a lot of people talk about this and there's barely anyone that I found that talk about both sides of money. Talk about the strategic side of money along with the emotional side of money. So the psychological side of money, the emotions, the feelings, the beliefs, the mindset, all of those things that play into how we are with money. I want to bring both of those things to you. So as we do more with our money and I learn more, I want to share that with you. And then we're also obviously going to talk a lot about the energetic side of money, the mindset side of money, because that plays a huge, huge, huge role in your financial success as well. So that is what I have for you for today's episode. I really hope you enjoyed this episode. I would love to hear from you. So there are two ways that you can connect with me. You connect with me. You can connect with me on the grams. I'm calling them the grams. Instagram and Telegram. So Telegram is where I would love to chat with you. Telegram is a super simple app that you can download when you download it. All you have to do is you can either scroll down to the show notes and just click on my Telegram link to subscribe to my channel, which is the Wealthy Woman channel on Telegram. It's completely free. Or you can download the app and then search for the channel. But subscribe to the channel and we can chat there. I share a lot over there and that's where you can go and tell me what breakthroughs you had from the episode. We can have a discussion about the episode. You can tell me what's going on. You can tell me what you loved. You can tell me what you didn't love. And I am very present over there. And you can also connect with me on Instagram if you found this episode very useful, very helpful. I would be so appreciative if you shared it on Instagram so more women could find this episode. All you have to do is share it in your stories. Tag me at Lauren underscore Francois. My goal, one of my dreams is to get as many women as possible feeling really confident and comfortable with money. And in order to do that, we've got to talk about money. So here we are talking about various aspects of money. I appreciate you. Thank you so much for being here. I will see you at our next episode. Okay, you wealthy woman, real quick before you go, if you found value in today's episode, please subscribe, share this with your friends, and leave me a review. Leaving a review is so simple, but I didn't know how to do it at the beginning either, so I'm going to walk you through it. All you have to do is whatever app you're listening to this podcast on, find this show, The Wealthy Woman, scroll down, you'll see stars, and with those stars, you can leave me a rating and review. I'd love you so much for taking the time to do this. In all honesty, the reviews are what help the podcast get into the hands of other women desiring to create true wealth and manifest their dream lives. Okay, I'll let you get back to your day. See you next time.